What's going on, MFFLs? I'm Trevor Peel, and you're listening to the first episode of the newly developed Triple Threat Podcast, a Mass Fanatic production. Be sure to check out MassFanatic.com to obtain all your Dallas Mavericks news and features. Here on the Triple Threat team is staff writer Garrett Robertson and the owner and creator of MassFanatic.com, Mr. Ryan Wilson. Glad to have these two fellows and myself on board for what should be a great show and many more. How's today treating you, Ryan? Doing good, fellas. How you guys doing? I'm excited to be here. Uh, stoked. Glad that everybody invited me. Uh, can't wait to hear what the Academy says. Well, men, let's talk playoffs. You know, the Mavericks sealed the deal Monday night with a win over the, the Utah Jazz, punching their ticket into the playoffs, but there's still so many questions and scenarios that lie ahead. First, I kind of want to get both your takes on how you feel that the Mavericks finally punched their ticket um, into the playoffs. How about you, Garrett? It was incredibly stressful. Um, at the beginning of the season, I really doubted this team. I'm not going to lie. Uh, on paper, it just didn't seem like it was going to work out that well, in my opinion, especially once the uh, 10 of 12, 10 losses in 12 games hit later in the season. I honestly, I just punted on it. I didn't want to watch it anymore. I got really sad. My grades in school dropped. It was a bad time. It was a, but we punched it, and it feels great. I'm looking forward to whoever we're going to play. Yeah, and Ryan, you actually had a couple great articles on themassfanatic.com about kind of how this season was slipping away, and it's kind of time for people to kind of accept that, man. Uh, have you kind of changed your mindset a little bit? You know, it's a, it's a credit to Rick Carlisle's system as a coaching ability. I mean, like like Garrett just said, I mean, just a few weeks ago, things looked really bleak. Um, and, you know, just in a matter of, what, seven or eight games, things really turned around here. Uh, they got momentum, which is great, and uh, – the only question really right now is where they end up uh, come come the end of tomorrow night. Yeah, and something that we can't shy away from is the uh, the Mavericks making the playoffs the 15th time out of 16 years. You know this this kind of means a lot to Dirk and some of the other players, uh, don't you think, Garrett? Yeah, without a doubt, um, 15 out of 16 years—that's almost as long as I've been alive, which is <laughs> remarkable. But it really is a tribute to Dirk, especially. I mean, so many years, so many seasons, he just put the team on his back. Uh, he's 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 not what he used to be, without a doubt, but he still put the Mavericks on his back throughout the season and really carried them through a lot of tough games. Yeah, no doubt about that. And kind of like what y'all are talking about, how the it, it really did seem like rock bottom hit when the Mavericks lost to Sacramento 133 to 111. Uh, that was a big toll, and it really seemed like the Mavericks 2016 playoff hopes pretty much just went down the drain. You know, they. Uh, that stretch where they went 2 of 10, giving up more than 112 points per game. It seemed like that the six-game winning streak and even the loss of the Clippers, the Mavericks kind of defensively really turned it up, you know? I think it's one of those things, again, back to you know what I said about Carlisle and his ability to use mm -hmm. all the players. I think that he finally started turning to some of the younger guys, which he's not really known to do. Uh, I think that's really done well in regards to you know bringing Anderson off the bench. Um, he's been phenomenal as, as a youngster. It'll be interesting to see how he uh, how he does here moving forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for the development of Justin Anderson, particularly. I really wanted him to get a lot of minutes early on in the mm -hmm. season because, like I mentioned earlier, I thought it was just going to be uh, miss the playoffs and miss our pick as well. But I'm really glad that he, that he got minutes and he turned it on when the time came. Yeah, I got railed on social media about saying Justin Anderson needs to play more. He needs to play yep. more. You know, he hasn't – you know, a rookie like him should – Got more playing time than Roddy Bibois when he was here, when he's supposed to be the phenom rookie. Now that Justin Anderson's coming into his own, I think people are kind of accepting, like, man, 
you know, Carlisle finally turned to some of the younger players, and it's made a huge difference. And so let's let's kind of transition over to um, you know the playoff talk. You know, the there is a possibility the Mavericks get the fifth seed. They must beat the Spurs on Wednesday. The Trailblazers must lose a home game to the Nuggets on Wednesday. And the Grizzlies must lose at least one of their final two games against the Clippers or the Warriors. Now, I'll start with you, Ryan. Uh, would you like to see the Mavericks grab that fifth seed and play the Clippers? Oh, man, who wouldn't? I mean, it's one of those things where it's kind of, you know, early on in the year, it kind of looked like they were heading that way. And, you know, obviously, you know, it doesn't take anybody to – really have to know what kind of what's going on in, in regards to those two teams and, and the rivalry that's kind of formed. Uh, but, man, it'd be phenomenal. I mean, it only takes a couple losses from a couple teams and a win tomorrow night, like you said, Trevor, and uh, we'll see kind of what happens. But, yeah, I think it'd be phenomenal. I think it'd be a great matchup. Uh, I want it just for a bitter, bitter <laughs> uh, revenge game, more or less. But it's kind of a pick-your-poison here towards the yeah. end of the season yeah. with the Mavs maybe getting the fifth seed going against the Clippers the sixth seed against the Thunder or the seventh seed against the Spurs. It's kind of like, which way do you want to go out, in my opinion? But um, I'm hoping we can steal a few games from some teams. Pending uh, Wednesday night's game, you know, the, the Mavericks are a miserable 2-13 uh, against the top four teams in the West, which is, I mean, that's really those are really tough numbers when you look at it as a Mavs fan. You get hyped during the playoffs, and then you kind of get brought back to reality when you look at those type of numbers. You know, since the Mavericks' 2011 championship game, we haven't been out of the first round. Uh, and they missed the postseason completely in 2013. Um, so since their playoff appearances, they're 4-12 and since winning the championship, which seems unreal. And I side with both of you about how it, it would be phenomenal to see them play the Clippers. And then again, there is that bitter side of you that kind of is like, man, we kind of threw all our eggs in one basket with DeAndre. Uh, that went through the floor, and now it's kind of like we were on the outside looking in. And you know we had no backup plan. So the more likely scenarios, like like you said, uh, Garrett, is the Thunder or Spurs. And the first question that comes to mind, Garrett, do the Mavericks stand a chance against either one of those teams? Uh, I've said this earlier in the season on my own podcast. Um, I think the Mavericks actually stand a chance against the Warriors in a weird way. But looking at the Spurs and the Thunder particularly, I don't know about the Spurs just because they're a lot bigger. They play better defense, and they can still score the ball all at the same time. I mean, they don't really take possessions off on either end of the floor. Um, the Thunder, it's just going to be really hard to stop mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. I mean, the guy is literally a freight train coming down the floor, even in the half court. He's just so hard to stop, and I'm just not sure if D-Will or Devin or Ray Ray or JJ can really stay in front of him for 48 minutes. Uh, I would say, I would, you know, to be honest, I, I touch on what Garrett just said. I mean, the Spurs scare me. They always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like he mentioned, you know, the ability to play on both ends. The Thunder have their issues from time to time. Uh, I think they really lack that third guy, that third scorer they can come in. You know, so I, I, I think that would be my ideal matchup. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, I'll be that guy that, that'll bring everybody back to reality. I think everybody needs to, you know, temper expectations. I mean, they have the momentum, which is great. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, the 2011 season. The Mavericks kind of, you know, rode some momentum into the playoffs and, and, and got going. But, you know, again, I mean, if I had to pick, I would say Thunder. But, again, in a series, I don't see them winning either one of them. But they have a better shot against Oklahoma City for sure. And yeah. I'll look for the silver lining here with the, playing the Thunder. Um, they have Ennis Cantor coming off the bench who has gotten a little noise here and there for six men of the year. 
Um, I feel more comfortable with knowing that a big guy is going to be the main source of the Thunder's offense mm-hmm. uh, whenever Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant aren't out there. I just feel more comfortable in the bigs on this team playing defense through 48 minutes than I do the guards. Uh, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but uh, that's the way I'm leaning at least. Yeah, I agree with you on that, and I think we can we can body up low. But, it, you know, me, I guess I lean towards the other way of playing the Spurs, and some people call me crazy for it, but I just – I'd love to see a, a Tim Duncan and Dirk Nowinski matchup. You know, to me, that's just always memorable. Um, I know that whenever you go into the playoffs, you think you got to have some veteranship. And the Mavericks, you know, a couple of years ago had a ton, um, but the Spurs always have a lot more veteranship and players that have been in that situation. But I just think the matchup playing against the Spurs – uh, kind of slowing the ball down a little more could help to the Mavericks' favor. Uh, I'm with you on Garrett when thinking about what uh, Russell Westbrook. The, the man is uh, he's unstoppable right now. I mean, he's just he's blowing through teams, triple doubles left and right, double doubles in the first half, and um, he's a player that I think can exploit a lot of the Mavericks. Um, I would say get backness. You know, we we lack yeah. on getting back on the other end of the ball. There's so many times that we'll we'll score and then. Uh, the other team will throw it in and be halfway down the court, and three guys are still coming across half court. You, you catch my drift there? Yeah, I think that's more of like a speed thing in a way. Yeah. Um, also, with the uh, like a little bit of more of um, like we got to get back, we got to do this, a sense of urgency. I just think the speed that some teams play at really catch the Mavericks off guard, and it shouldn't be like you said. I mean, they, we score, they throw the ball in, and they've already you know got a fast break going. That shouldn't happen, you know. It's tough for that, but I think the Spurs kind of throw throw that classic basketball. Um, it's just tough whenever you know you're going to meet LaMarcus Aldridge and Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, um, all these great bigs and all these great players and legendary players. And then you got Quali Leonard, who is just unstoppable right now. So it's a it's a team that I think has more star power than any other team going into the playoffs. Um, and the the veteran leadership they have is, is kind of scary, but. Um, I'm leaning towards the Mavericks playing the Spurs if they really can't grab that unreachable fifth seed. And I'll say this, silver lining, obviously, but the best thing about the Spurs and the Mavs is that they know each other. Carlisle knows Pop. Pop knows Carlisle. Dirk knows Timmy. Timmy knows Dirk. They're all acquainted. They know their tendencies. They know how they're going to play. And it's really just, it's more of like a, whenever you go out to the play pickup ball or something, and you see the same group of people there. You know how they're going to play. You know how you can combat them. They know how to combat you. And it's really just about execution. And, I mean, take that how you want it, but I think that might be a silver lining in a potential spurs Mavs series. Yeah, and just to, to refresh people's mindset, you know, the Mavericks to grab the sixth seed um, against Oklahoma is more likely. Uh, if Portland wins, Dallas is uh, eliminated from the fifth seed talk. Instead, they will win against the Spurs on, in one Memphis loss or a loss and the Grizzlies lose out, both scenarios are very possible um, for that one. And then for the seventh seed against the Spurs, um, would only happen if Dallas lost to the Spurs while Memphis wins one of their final two games, or if the Grizzlies unexpectedly win both of their final games. Um, So, of course, the Thunder do seem like the more likely team. The game coming up on Wednesday against the Spurs, let's hit it a little bit. You got to figure, Ryan, that the Spurs are going to pretty much rest most of uh, their starters. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, th- you know, looking at tonight already, I know they're playing everybody, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm actually somewhat surprised, but I think that's even a better sign that they won't play tomorrow. 
you know, they've lost three in a row. So I think, you know, knowing Pop, he's probably trying to get some kind of key victory in there somehow. Uh, and I think if, you know, they get that tonight, there's a good shot that they don't play their guys. I don't think they'll play, you know, not play all of them, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think the Mavericks will have a good shot. The, the great thing, you know, and I kind of talked about this with a friend of mine as well, you know, if the Mavericks somehow, or if the, if the Grizzlies lose tonight, um, you know, there's a good chance I can't see them beating Golden State tomorrow. Yeah. You almost got to toss around the idea, do you play all your guys for the Mavericks tomorrow? Yeah, I totally agree with that, especially uh, since there's a there there's that fifth seat on the line. You know, if if Portland can lose as well, which I think the Mavericks feel more comfortable probably playing the Clippers themselves. Uh, you know, they got a little momentum riding on that, which uh, I could I could see the Mavericks playing all their players. Dirk, he knows that his time could be coming in the near future. You know, couple years too, maybe. Um, so he might want to keep being out there and get the best possible seed there is. Um, so that, that is an interesting uh, site to look at, Ryan. But going to you, Garrett, let's just say hypothetically the Spurs do play, you know, most of their starters, you know, and the Mavericks pull out maybe a key win against them still. You know, is, is that some big momentum for this team? Oh, yeah, it's 100% huge going into the playoffs. Just about in any sport, basketball, football, baseball, the team that goes in the hot, the team that's playing mm-hmm. the best, they always have the upper hand. They always seem to pull it out. They always just seem to find a way that other teams are just not getting it done, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, especially if in this situation, if the Spurs were to play and the Mavericks were to beat them on their home floor, I mean, I think it would just shoot a little bit of confidence in them, you know? We can take these guys if we have to run into them in the playoffs. We can take anybody else in the playoffs. Um, This is our court. We have the capabilities of going to beat people on the road. It's just a boost of confidence, and I would – really feel a lot better uh, as the team closes on this great, like we mentioned earlier, great run um, with all these, I think it's eight out of the last nine games if we were to beat San Antonio. So, I mean, that's a really great way to go into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a a very exciting time right now just just to be a Mavericks fan and what's going on. Now, you know, there's always always something that kind of pushes the team a little more, um, a player that comes out of nowhere. So I want to kind of pick both of your brains on – you know, if you had to pick a player as your dark horse player to kind of give the Mavs that extra boost, kind of who do you think that would be to kind of help them maybe push them into the second round? Um, I know me personally, uh, like we talked about him already, is, uh, you know, thinking about Justin Anderson. To me, he reminds me a lot of Core Brewer back in 2011, um, not with the scoring ability, but with the athletic ability, getting up and down the floor, making them hustle plays that don't show up on a stat sheet. I think he provides a lot of that, you know, electric um, feeling that the Mavericks really need to kind of get boosted, kind of when they get down. Uh, so many chase down blocks. The man just doesn't give up on any plays. Um, I really think that if the Mavericks are going to make a push, it, it seems odd because you're th- talking about a rookie going into the playoffs when you normally talk about veteranship. But I think he gives the Mavericks uh, the biggest uh, upbringing. What about you, Garrett? I agree uh, with the youthfulness of Justin Anderson, especially on the chase down blocks. Like that guy – has energy for days. I don't know what he eats or drinks before, but he is <laughs> hype before the games. Uh, I'm really just kind of staring down the bench here. Uh, personally, I'd love to see Charlie V just hit like eight threes or something. That would be incredible, but that's not realistic. I'm really looking <laughs> at David Lee just being a solid presence throughout the playoffs, mm-hmm. just being coming off the bench, maybe the occasional start if we need him, uh, just providing a little bit, of a different feel on the court, 
being able to bang down low, being able to finish well in the pick and rolls, pick and pops. I think that he just provides this little uh, wrinkle to the offense at times that really opens it up for a lot of other people, but also gets him a ton of open looks. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, looking at the bench, you know, obviously we've all touched on Justin Anderson. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, playoffs, you shorten the rotations a little bit. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what Carlisle does with that. Um, you know, looking at a guy who's got to be one of the biggest pieces to this huge run as of late is Berea. I know he's a main piece, doesn't really fall into that dark horse category, but, you know, with that groin injury, it's going to be interesting to see. He didn't look fully healthy yesterday. Um, so again, it'll be interesting to see how he does moving forward, but he is so huge. His ability to get to the basket, uh, he's been hitting outside shots. I think he opens up the offense for when some of the guys take a seat. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of how he does moving forward as well. Yeah. I can't wait to see how all these players respond. And, um, I'm going to ask you first, Ryan, and then Garrett, you chip in after what are the Mavs odds? And this is court, uh, according to VegasOdds.com. What are the Mavs' odds to win the Western Conference? To win the Western Conference? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, 60-1. Okay, what about you, Garrett? Uh, I'll shoot a little higher here since the Warriors and the Spurs are almost a lock to some people. Uh, I'll say 95-1. to 200-1 to one are the Mavericks' wow. odds to win the Western Conference. Uh, and let's chip in for the NBA Finals, Garrett. What are the Mavericks' odds to win the 2015-16 NBA Finals? Oh, wow. Um, going off of that information you just gave me, <laughs> why not? One in a thousand. I don't know. Yeah, I'll say 500 to one. 500 to one it is. And just looking at those, it's just uh, go place a $100 bet on the Mavericks to win the NBA Finals uh, if you have a spare 100 uh, you're win fifty thousand dollars. So I've uh, I've spent one hundred dollars on way worse things. <laughs> I yeah, heard. I mean, hey man, nobody has Syracuse going to the final four either. So yeah, that's exactly exactly. right. That's exactly right. Now, uh, last thing before we um, to wrap this up, uh, I'm gonna give both of you a team that we could play in the playoffs. Uh, all I want you to do is kind of tell me winning five games, losing seven games, pretty much it. Just get your seating on it. Uh, our next podcast, we come back and we'll touch bases on our predictions. Garrett, if we play the Clippers in round one, do the Mavs advance, lose? How many games? Uh, I'll say I'll say the Mavs drop it in six. Mavs drop against the Clippers in six in the first round. And, Ryan, if the Mavericks play the Thunder, uh, what's your take? Um, yeah, I'll do Mavs. Mavs go down to six in that one. Awesome. And I, I figured the Spurs, if we end up do playing the Spurs – um, I think it's going to be a, a tough one, but I do believe the Mavs will probably go down in five. Um, it hurts me to say that, but you know, then again, we got to be realistic. We can't all live in fairy tale land. You know, we all want our team to win the NBA Finals, but uh, sometimes you you got to be smart about it. Um, either one, of you got any last thoughts? There's, yeah, there's so much going on tomorrow night, so yeah. you know, it's jam packed full of all sorts of scenarios. So see how tonight goes with the Grizzlies and uh, we'll see where the chips fall and where we uh, end up come uh, late tomorrow night. And for me, it's um, basketball really winded down uh, a lot quicker than I thought it'd be. It seems like the other day was the opening night, but ready and excited for this Mavs postseason. I know I just predicted they'll probably lose, but I'm hoping they'll make a run at somebody and really raise some eyebrows. Hopefully Justin Anderson will uh, cement himself into a bigger role going into next year. 
You know, well, listeners, we thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Triple Threat Podcast, a Mass Fanatic production, with many more to come, so stick with us. I speak for not only us three, but the whole staff at MassFanatic.com when I say we value your readership and loyalty to coming to us for all of your Dallas Maverick news. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Mass Fanatic and like us on Facebook, but don't stop there. Send us any questions, topics you want discussed, and we will be sure to drain them for you. For Garrett, Ryan, and myself, it's not goodbye, but I'll talk to you later.